Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr. And joining me is Imran, the Don Khan. I'm feeling real light today, Blessing. Real light and not heavy. What does that mean, Imran? It means I trim my beard. Oh, oh, I was trying to figure out what looked different about you. I was I know, like, man, I Imran was, was looking kind of clean when, today. When Imran joined the call, it's like, I, I, like, I probably should have instinctively told uh, Imran that he looks good today, but like I, I didn't. I just held that within myself. But Dan and I was like thinking of like, oh, like Imran looks really nice and really clean today, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't, know I didn't what put it was. two, two, and two now together. No, it's the clean fucking shave right here. What what prompted the shave? It was getting legitimately because like so my beard grows out and then like a weird hook toward forward. Oh yeah, so I like, noticed that. I liked it though. Well, it's aesthetically it was fine, but like. <laughs> Practically, functionally, it was getting real gross to the mm. point where, like, I was I went to comb my beard at one point and a noodle fell out, and I'm like, "Fuck, oh, this is no. too far." I yeah, that would be the thing. That would be that would have been the thing for me too. That would have broken me. Where like I'm co- I'm combing my beard and like a copy of DK64 rolls out, and it's like, oh, <laughs> this ain't sanitary anymore. Just we got a reminder. Donktober starts in a couple of weeks. You know, if you guys are doing an intro for Donktober, that should be the intro. Is blessing with a fake beard combing yes. it. Just a copy of DK64 falls out. He's like. <laughs> I should do this. I should play this now. Yeah, let's get let's get into some DK sixty four. Barrett, let's talk about Donktober because I'm yeah. really excited, and I've been looking at you as I've been looking to you as the one who's been playing it all, mm-hmm. even though like I'm sure very little planning has gone into uh, into it. Yeah. Period. But uh, I mean, what can people expect from Donktober? So what what can you expect from Donktober? If you don't know, uh, for kind of funny, Oct- uh, October has been officially dubbed as Donktober. Uh, and we're blessing- to be clear, because yeah. I've gotten tweets about this, Donk. D O N K Tober. Not Tober. Not, not Dong Tober. Because people keep thinking we're saying Dong Tober and getting excited about the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, so it's Donk Tober, uh, the first four Saturdays of Donk Tober at 12 p.m. Pacific time, right here on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Blessing and I are going to be doing a full playthrough. Uh, yeah. Uh, of. Uh, donkey kong 64 uh this was a january patreon stretch goal that we hit of just uh, kind of like a general blessing and barrett will stream donkey kong 64 at some point we didn't know what it would look like and yeah. it's been most of the year now and uh we, we finally have an idea of what it's going to be uh and that's mainly because a couple months ago blessing admitted to me even though both of us have built so much of our brand on top of loving donkey kong 64 blessing admitted to me that he's never actually beaten the game before. So then then it yes. all started clicking. I was like, all right, this is what uh, our Donkey Kong thing needs to yes. be building to is blessing to be beating clear, the game for the very first time. I have to I have to defend my name mm. because I know a lot of people are gonna like hear that and then their monocle is gonna pop off, right? And they're gonna be like, whoa, <laughs> he hasn't beaten the game he's been talking about this whole time. Listen, if you've played through Donkey Kong 64, you understand that there are some requirements to actually beating that game. I played through the whole game. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to you pretty much got into like the last hour. The, yeah. yeah, the last hour, the final boss. The, when you get to that final boss, there's a door that is blocking you from entering. Mm-hmm. To get through that door, you have to fulfill uh, some certain requirements. Those, those requirements include beating the original Donkey Kong, I think twice. Yeah, so or is it once? it's the DK arcade uh, game that you have to play through twice. The first time you beat it, you get a golden banana. And then the second time you get it, you get the Nintendo you, coin. Yes, you get the Nintendo coin. I did that. There's also a second requirement to beat Jetman. Jetpack. Like the old rare or jetpack, thank you. Yep. The old rare game jetpack. And as a kid, I just couldn't I I didn't know how to play that game. It was 
it was weird. I didn't know the rules. So I didn't really do, explain it at all. And blessing, and this is like, I'm so excited for you because you're totally going to beat this game now because Jetpack is the easier of the two. You just have to yeah. beat Cranky Kong's highest score, which you can just do in the first level. See, I didn't put that together. As a kid, mm. I was just like, I don't know what this is. I don't <laughs> know how to play this game. You just load up Rare Replay right now and practice some Jetpack. Oh, that, yeah. That's been my plan. That is actually my plan. And so I plan to play some Jetpack at a certain point within the next few weeks so I can prepare for this. But again, that's happening in the month of October. Saturday is 12 p.m. Pacific Starting time. Starting October 3rd, 12 p.m. Pacific time uh, for the first four Saturdays of uh, of Donktober. Hard, uh, hard K in that Donk. Hard uh, K, not a soft G. Playing through, uh, playing through DK64, which I thought would be like too long of a game uh, to do a full playthrough of because like on average people beat it in like uh, 20 to 30 hours. But I did a playthrough before sending you the Office Wii U and just doing the bare minimum, and I beat it in 12 hours flat. So I think we can do it. I, I love just gotta, that I work at a job I just where keep, we have an office with you. <laughs> I just got to keep I you just, on track, bless. You know, like I got to remind you of like, hey, you don't need that golden banana. You don't need to race that beetle. You don't need to tough. race the rabbit. Rab- I'm going to have to remind because I love racing oh. the beetle. I love racing beetle. the beetle because the beetle sucks ass. Oh, he's so yeah, it fucking hard. It's bullshit. I get so determined. And I should transition to the actual show, but I'm, now I'm about to go on a, ta- on a tangent. I get so <laughs> determined in these games when it comes to doing the shit that is annoying. Oh, I know, like, bless, and that's why I got to keep you on track. I got to playing like, Cameron. I'm going to be like your like your coach, like your man in the chair, reminding you of the important like <laughs> the important goals that we actually have to hit. You know, there are cer- there are certain uh, challenges in Tamarin that I knew were bullshit that I tr- I tried to complete for hours on end before like I was just like, yeah, okay, fuck it, I'm rage quitting this game. And so, yeah, you're you're gonna be there to keep me on on track, uh, but we can't talk about DK64 this whole episode because today's stories include Xbox pre-orders crashing online stores, Rocket League crossing over with Fortnite, and Greg Miller being casted in a video game. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping. RTX continues this Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. You can catch Greg, Tim, and myself along with some more co-hosts on the Superhero Smack Talk panel where we decide once and for all who's the who's superior between Marvel and DC. Uh, Tim tells me that's not what the actual panel is about, but that's how it was pitched to me. And so tune in, tune in to see what the actual topic is because that's what I've been thinking of this. Uh, that's happening live on RearsTeeth.com. Uh, also, would you like to have a happy half hour with Greg and Friday Night Lights Scott Porter? Uh, then you can head to kindoffunny.com slash team porter. Scott's raising money to fight Huntington's disease, and he and Greg have put up a pink can drinking Zoom call for the charity auction. Uh, there's also a ton of video game stuff, so check out everything benefiting the Huntington's Disease Society of America. That's kindoffunny.com slash team porter. Thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Tom Bach, Mom and Mohammed, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Logitech, Klarna, and HelloFresh. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Warper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. 
as expected, Xbox Series X and S pre-orders seemingly crashed retailer websites. This is from Joe Scrubbles at IGN. Xbox Series X and S pre-orders have gone live, but seem to be causing problems for some retailers with Best Buy, GameStop, and Microsoft's own store experiencing issues at the time of writing. IGN's sister site, Down Detector, reports that Best Buy's website is experiencing significant problems, with many reporting that they're not able to see search results or haven't yet seen the Xbox Series X and S listings go live. I should also point out that this article was written legit, uh, like, half an hour past eight and so like things th- things could be going better by now but this was written as things were happening i've been checking back on the ign website to see to, to see them uh uh as they've been updating the article to see what's going on to continue though down detector also says amazon is experiencing problems although it's not clear if the company's pre-orders have gone live late or if there are legitimate errors GameStop is currently serving an access denied error message, and the Microsoft Store website is serving a 503 error message. Many are also reporting that Walmart has run out of stock, but IGN staff members have said that reloading the page can return a working pre-order link. Amron, have you at all attempted to get an Xbox Series S slash X? I did this morning because my girlfriend wanted an S, and I figured based on how big a clusterfuck the PS4 PS5 was, mm-hmm. I figured, okay, I'll wake up and I will help and I will also do like my own windows and check. It wasn't great. Like even knowing the time, which uh, that part was helpful that I knew in the exact time all the, and in the exact time everything would explode made that part a little easier. So I had the tabs open. I had like, okay, here's the Best Buy. Here's the Target. I'll put on a Chrome Accept that refreshes everything every eight seconds. Uh, so I did that, but I didn't perceive the level that it would all just break like best buy and amazon just held off they did not do it at the at the exact moment which meant that i was refreshing that page and nothing was happening target the pre-order button was there but the button did nothing that's that's what my experience was like i I went to target for it and i went and i i kept clicking pre-order over and over again and yeah nothing was happening i then refreshed and then I try to pre-order it again, and it was like, hey, you can't pre-order, you can't put more than one of this item in your cart. To which I looked at my cart, and I was like, oh, it's in there. Um, and I was, able, I was able to secure one, but along the way, even, even as I was uh, checking out, like, it didn't register it as checked out. Like, I had to go to my email to make sure that I got my order confirmation. Um, but yeah, like, like you're saying, it was messy. Yeah, and which is like, that's just kind of part, part and parcel for all this stuff at this point. Like, pre-orders are going to always just be a mess, regardless of if you give times or you don't. I think Sony's a little worse because they actively told people a time that it wasn't happening. So that may be a bigger problem, but who know, by, by November, what's going to be the shakeout of this? I don't think either of us really know. But I imagine most everyone that wants to pre-order one will probably have one on November re- or release date. Yeah, I'm on... Target right now. Target is saying that pre-orders are sold out for both the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X. I'm on Best Buy. Best Buy has a coming soon uh, button for the Xbox Series X, and I'm not seeing... I'm sure Series S is here somewhere. Uh, or Actually, no, it looks like it has that for both of them. And I saw folks saying that like certain websites didn't have them yet. I put out a poll on Twitter asking people, did you get an Xbox Series X slash S pre-order? Um, with three options. Yes, no, I tried and failed, or no, I didn't try. Uh, right now, yes is at 28.9%. No, I tried and failed is at 14.5%. And then no, I didn't try is at 56.6%. That's with 
over 3,000 votes so far. I just put that up uh, right before the episode. And so right now we're sitting at one third of the people who answered in this very small poll uh, who weren't able to secure one, who tried to secure one. Um, and this was kind of expected. It's mm-hmm. kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation uh, a bit when it comes to these these pre-orders. Like quite a few people were writing with questions in their in their own experiences. I have a question here from Benji Bop who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Good morning, blessed Imran. Now that both consoles have launched pre-orders, uh now that both consoles have launched pre-orders, it seems results have varied heavily across the board. One launched with zero notice slash misinformation, but seemed to have a better early success rate if you were paying attention. One launched at a predetermined time and crashed every single website it launched on, with successful purchases happening 30 minutes to an hour afterwards. Personally, both launches had their pros and cons, but in y'all's opinion, what can we learn from this and how should the perfect pre-order system work in the future? Thanks, as always. I don't know if there's a perfect pre-order system. Yeah, no, the perfect pre-order system is supply meets demand exactly. And that's pretty much never going to happen unless it's just perfectly done or perfectly like worked out that way. There's, I don't think there was a a reasonable situation in which both consoles come out their day one pre-orders and then everyone who wanted one got it. But again, I do think by November, everyone who wants one will probably have one. Yes. And that's that's gonna happen also as like consoles start to restock and like 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 I mean really what's happening right now right is with pre-orders, uh, companies are saying like okay this many people want one right now all right let's go back to Xbox all right Xbox is gonna allocate even more to us all right let's reopen pre-orders and that cycle kind of happens until it's not able to happen anymore or until we get to launch and so to what you're saying by the time we get there. Yeah, most people who want one are probably going to have one. I have another question here from Oliver who writes in and says, Morning Blessing and Imran. So about that cheeky tweet from X from the Xbox account regarding pre-orders from last week, I guess having a predetermined time for pre-orders doesn't guarantee a smooth pre-order. Despite that, do you believe that the overall perception will be that Microsoft had a more successful pre-order rollout because of their messaging? Cheers and have a great day. I'm going to say... And even in my opinion, I would say Microsoft had a better uh, or a more successful rollout. And again, yeah. that kind of comes back to what we're talking about because, like, yeah, crashes weren't or um, sites weren't crashing as much during the the PlayStation Five rollout. But also, like, we people weren't aware that that rollout was happening. Yeah. People weren't aware that 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 pre-orders were up until they're pretty much gone. Sony actively told them, hey, it's not today, it's tomorrow. Jeff Keighley kind of said, oh, it's going to happen today. And then, like, no, no, sorry, I was wrong, it's tomorrow. So I I think Microsoft's way was better, it just was harder on the retail side. And there's nothing we can do about it, because, like, they don't scale for that level of, thing is here, go get thing right now. And I expect Mm -hmm. that that's not going to change next generation, or whatever next big product is going to be a thing. I think Sony's is a little different because you ended up fighting people who follow Wario 64 more than you fought like everybody. So there was much less of a rush, but it's also like, this is a different thing now where if I didn't, if I struck out online, what I would probably do in any other console generation or any other year or an alternate universe was go to a store and be like, Hey, can I order a PS5 or an Xbox series one or series X? And they could have been like, yeah, sure. We'll put you down on the list. And I can't really do that now. Like theoretically, I possibly could, but I don't want to risk it. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna get COVID so I can secure a pre-order. 
So most people I think are probably thinking like that and probably like, I'm just going to try and order it online. I don't want to have to go in on November fucking 10th to into a Walmart to pick up this thing. I just want it at my door just dropped off. So we were also just fighting more of each other in that sense too. Yeah. I, I think the only person who really won at the end of all this is where I see forward his affiliate links. But other than that, everyone has like, everyone has some annoying story about pre-ordering. I think depending on who you talk to and depending on which one they really wanted and didn't get, it's going to be a more vocal audience. And I don't think Twitter is a good measurement of who actually wanted to get one. Yes. And, and, I don't know. This 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 whole situation is interesting as far as trying to gauge what is the right way to do this. If I had a preference, I would have preferred for last week, right before the PlayStation conference, like the day before PlayStation to have been like, hey, tomorrow when we're doing our PlayStation presentation, stay tuned for pre-order information about the PlayStation 5. And then during the presentation, them being like, okay, pre-orders will be available starting later today. That for me would have been the ideal situation because then you you kind of have that sweet spot of not setting people up for uh, bots to come through and storm websites and scalpers yeah. and all that stuff. But then at the same time, give people who are paying attention a somewhat fair shot, even though at the end of the day, still going to end up messy. Like, I think that would have been the way to go. I mean, yeah, it's I think ultimately that part was Sony's fault of retailers blasting early because you can't, they didn't do a good job of trading retailers to say like, Hey, it's going to be this time at this exact thing. We're going to announce it beforehand. Don't worry about it. Don't go live early. And they clearly just didn't train their retailer yeah. partners. And that is kind of on them. I also want to complain blessing. You were in that PlayStation direct program. I was yeah. not. And I am really fucking pissed about that. I didn't need I mean, it. How, how, how often do you turn on your PlayStation, man? Yeah, Every come on, day. Man, come on. On, on. How many Platinums have you gotten this year? How long okay. have you been a PS Plus member? I got, I have significant. Imran definitely has more, more uh, Platinums than me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. You know, I, just, I just got my Persona 5 Royal Platinum, so hey, you know. Hey. I got the Bloodborne Platinum. Hey. Nice. I got the Bloodborne Platinum. That should have been enough. That should have been like, it didn't matter if I had any other trophies, as long as you have Bloodborne. You're like, yeah. Yeah, this guy knows. So that should have been. I I don't care because I didn't get one because I got one uh, like other stores. Mm -hmm. But I'm I care because I wasn't chosen, and that makes it mad. Dude, the amount of people who think that I got the um the PlayStation or whatever it's called, right? Like the pre order access directly from them because I'm an influencer. That. That is not how this works. Legitimately, <laughs> it was luck. It was a lottery. It was. If, that, if that's it was, how it worked, like on camera, uh, people for kind of funny would have all gotten that, and like, yeah, I wouldn't have. Like, I got that email, like, and I, like, I'm I'm barely a fucking presence. Like, no, it was just it, it felt more random than they were like really letting on to be because it, it, it like didn't they say it was like oh like we're gonna check your. Know, it's based. PSN it was based on your 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 PlayStation account. Like it was based on your username, right? And like my username's not even tied to my kind of funny emails. Tied to my mm -hmm. personal email. Like there's so there's so many hoops that they would have to jump through to like verify me on that level. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't make sense. But that just speaks more so to the fact that I'm on my PlayStation every day, man. I'm getting them trophies. You know, I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing them games. I'm playing all them first party games. PlayStation C's that I I, I played Final Fantasy Seven. I played Last of Part Two. Played Ghost played of Tsushima. You know, I'm, I Persona mean, 5 listen, Royal. Persona Five Royal. I usually leave it's down to like, oh, blessing playing Persona Five Royal. Also, he played Tamarin. This is clearly a guy who has some varied taste. That's true. This is this is a guy that's gonna <laughs> buy a PlayStation Five no matter what. <laughs> so we got to give it to him. 
Oh man. But yeah, overall, like it's a pretty messy situation, no matter how you're gonna check in. I don't know if there's a way for the, for a pre-order situation like this to not be messy. Uh other than these these uh company websites to get better, these retailer websites, I'd say, yeah. uh, to get better at not crashing. Cause I feel like this happens very often. I would assume but, Xbox has held back some stock to do like the Xbox uh payment plan thing. Cause it doesn't you can't really launch that program if there's no stock to you know sell people so i mm. think if you didn't get one today and you plan to do a payment plan there's probably going to be some in stores before too long uh i am a little surprised that this is the last big shot like block obstacle pit stop whatever you want to call it until mm. consoles come out like yeah. it is soon it is we're right there it is less than two months i I did I I feel like I asked you this last week if you're excited for uh the launch. Has that changed since last week? Cuz for me, I've found myself way more excited now than I was toward the beginning of last week. And of course, we've gotten the PlayStation 5 event and we've gotten uh Xbox buying Bethesda being mm-hmm. like two big juggernauts to happen in yeah. the last 7 days. Um but like Demon Souls being coming at launch, like Spider-Man yeah. Miles Morales, like the, the launch feels a lot more exciting to me today than last tuesday for the last week i've been wanting next gen more and more and more and like mm-hmm. being way less interested in the games that i already have <laughs> to me that. there's there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered but i'm still gonna buy it it's just that there's things i want to know of like okay how how am i going to transfer all my ps4 stuff to the ps5 what does the PS5 oh, UI look like? Are they going to launch with, say, every like media app that's already on the PS4? Because if not, then I need to buy an Apple TV because I use my PS4 as my media box at the moment. So it would be I could... hilarious if the PS5 just didn't get Netflix. <laughs> I mean, they're like, uh... you know what, man? The Switch had a great point. <laughs> Let's follow their suit and not put like, Netflix on this thing. But we'll it give is you legitimately Hulu. possible that we launch that stuff. Like maybe it launched with Netflix, but doesn't launch with Hulu. Things mm-hmm. like that. Like doesn't I don't have Disney I would... Plus. Yeah, I, like these are all possible, but we don't know for a fact yet. Like, I am kind of assuming that as a backwards compatible system, theoretically all the apps are backwards compatible, but mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure. So these are like, this is a question I need to answer. The, the, these are legitimate I, questions. Yeah, that said, like, I'm going to be very happy to play Demon Souls on day one. So like, I was more, I was ha- more excited about next gen after the sh- after the PS5 show last week. Because Jeff Keighley was actually out there saying, hey, yeah, BS- Demon Souls is a launch title. Like, yeah. they should have done the show. I should Like, that was a cool thing. And I would love to, like, I would love to be excited at the time about that. I mean, grand scheme of things, none of that stuff matters. But it is cool that now that, like, since Demon's is coming out today, since Miles Morales is coming out today, though that has its own, like, weird thing now, I'm, I'm satisfied with what I'm bringing home that day. The... After that day, the question of what do the next two, three months look like is going to be a larger question, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Talk about PlayStation 5 at, and, and launch and the, the save file situation a bit more with our story number two. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man PS4 save files won't work with the PS5 remaster. This is Jordan Alleman at IGN. If you purchase the Ultimate Edition of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales to get Marvel Spider-Man remastered on PS5, you won't be able to, to transfer a save from the PS4 version of the game. Marvel Spider-Man developer Insomniac Games revealed the news on Twitter, as well as providing more details about the, the about how the remastered version of the 2018 game will work in a series of replies to fan queries. If you plan to continue from where you left off on the PS4, you're out of luck. 
as it looks like the two games will be separate entities, meaning your current save won't be compatible. However, this does mean that Marvel Spider-Man Remastered will offer a separate trophy list, which I'm sure Greg Miller is very excited about. I added that in. They did not write okay. that in the article. I thought they uh, wrote that in. Like, legitimately, I could, think they, I could believe they wrote that in. Funny enough, there's a later article I'm going to read where they did reference Greg Miller, and it was verbatim uh, what they're going to say, and so stay tuned for that one. Uh, Insomniac also confirmed that Marvel Spider-Man Remastered won't receive a physical release and will only be available as a download van- download voucher or a digital download, depending on which version of the Ultimate Edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales you purchase. Imran, how does that how does that sound to you? How does that play into your expectations for next gen? This whole like the whole Spider-Man thing seems like such an unforced error. Like yes. they. I understand why they put the, that Miles Morales on PS4. I think that's fine. That's totally legitimate. Great games are cross-gen. The best game of the generation, in my opinion, was on both Wii U and Switch. I don't care if a game is cross-gen, honestly. But the weird thing they're doing with Spider-Man Remastered and hooking it up to the cheaper Miles Morales so it's more expensive, that's the only way you get it, and it's not coming for people who own the PS4 version of Spider-Man, all that jazz, like... I know what Sony is doing. They are hewing to old traditions of what a new-gen remaster is supposed to be. But, like, standards are changing. I'm not paying for the newer version of Gears of War 5. They are just giving that to me. I'm not paying for the new version of The Witcher. They're giving that to me. I'm not paying for the new Cyberpunk. And granted, those last two are the same studio. But still, like, I understand what Sony believes it is doing. But I think Spider-Man sold so well, and it's so intrinsically tied to Sony's identity by their own like decision-making at this point that they should have just said, yeah, no, it's fine. We're, you bought early, you're going to get the remastered version. Go for another trophy set if you want to. We, we want you, Spider-Man fans, to come to the PS5. Instead, they're going, we want you, Spider-Man fans, to come to the PS5 and spend another $70 because we're hoping... You love Spider-Man enough that you're going to love whatever we do with him. And I think that's a little grody. Yes. I'm with you that it, it feels unforced and it feels like old thinking. And I'm trying to wrap my mind around why they're approaching it this way. And I can't find a good answer for it. Because it does feel like they're taking one of their, their biggest titles of this last generation. Legit, like their, their fastest selling title of this yeah. last generation. One and 13 million sold or something like that. Yeah, like the title that led them to buy Insomniac right afterwards. Like they're taking that and they're using it as almost like a like a, a, a bonus for this title, which I guess probably is they're thinking of it, right? Like, hey, you get this bonus if you buy the special edition of Miles Morales when really like you should be treating that game with its own, you should be treating that game as its own entity with its own respect, right? You should be, if you want to put out a remaster, I guess do it. But if you're going to do it like, for next gen especially like add some accoutrements to it like do do something to make it a more exciting offer and sell it by itself if you're going to sell it I, the the you know saves not transferring over feels weird especially if it's just going to be the same exact game but i'm guess i'm i'm going to chalk that up to the updates you're making for it and the way you're i, I don't even want to use the word revamping because it doesn't even seem like a revamp it just it does just seem like they're adding uh maybe ray tracing and some visual upgrades, I imagine. But even even with that, like, I don't know, this whole this whole transition just seems, seems weird with this game. It is weird that I I somewhat expect them to sell it as a standalone at a, at a certain point. 
Um, but if it feels weird being introduced to Spider-Man 2018 on PS5 this way with all these caveats around it and nothing making it feel like a special occasion for this game's appearance on this next-gen console. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's baffling to me because if this were a third party, if this were like Capcom, and Capcom were saying, hey, buy Monster Hunter World uh, PS5 edition or whatever, or Resident Evil 2 or something like that, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see that from Capcom. Capcom has no interest in making the PS5 ecosystem more palatable to people. Sony does. And that they're choosing to take the short-term gain over like the longer-term, hey, let's just go for it kind of thing, makes me wonder, like, it doesn't make me wonder anything. I know exactly why they're doing it. They're, they want the money. And that's, that is disappointing because I feel like they could have easily just said, no, let's let's go for the reputation over the money this time, and it will pay off mm-hmm. dividends for Spider Man Two or whatever. Yeah, and not, not even the reputation. I feel like it'd be a uh, I feel like it'd be a good business decision to just sell Spider Man separately, but which I guess they're probably going to eventually do. Like I, I keep I, I keep talking about this like they're not going to do that, um, or like that's out of the question. But again, this just feels like a weird way to treat this huge game that you have if if they do it separately do you imagine that they still only do it digital only because they're saying that like there's no way to get it physically i think specifically the remaster i imagine if they do it separately that's when they make a physical version Mm. Mm. i mean anyway if if you don't feel like uh giving into the whole uh remastered situation the the spider-man ps4 disc still works on the ps5 right there's this i'm gonna I really well, love probably. that game, and I'm never gonna play it. Like I finished <laughs> that game completely. I platinum it. I did all the yeah, DLC. Same. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so mad that I own it, or that I don't own it. That it's like, if I wanted to play Spider Man in the newest version, I can't. Like, mm. but I'm, I know for a fact. I just know that it's, a, it's the Mario 3D All Stars thing of I bought this because what if there's a situation in which I want to play it and cannot, and now mm. I hate it, but. That it's there is like compatibility, probably. Like they have not, they've not confirmed backwards compatible games. I imagine this would have to be one of them. And is it part of the no, PlayStation no, Plus collection? I forget. Not. No, oh, okay. they didn't show it in the thing. But that it's like then I'd be like, oh, I'm playing the stinky PS4 version when I want to. I could play the like mm-hmm. nice graphics PS5 version. None of it makes sense. I'm a crazy person, but I want like that craziness makes me mad at the way they're doing this. I mean, I feel like that that that's a good way to describe any sort of like ga- gamer reaction. Anything like my craziness is making me mad at, mad at this. Uh, but I totally, I, I totally feel you. Like I'm, I'm right there with you. Story number three: uh, Rocket League and Fortnite collide in crossover events starting this weekend. This is from Fraser Brown at PC Gamer. Uh, and Barrett, I have a. If you're able, if you have the ability, I forgot you were the one that that was driving the show. Uh, we have. Sir. We have a YouTube link if you want to play the trailer for it. Because actually, only cool. if you change in the run of show, Barrett play trailer instead of okay. Kevin. Okay, because right now trailer. it does say Kevin. Because I, I, I assume Kevin would be here, but that's on me for not checking the calendar. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Ro- Rock- <clears throat> Again, this is Fraser Brown at PC Gamer. Rocket League is moving to the Epic Game Store and going free to play tomorrow. To mark the transition, it's getting a crossover with another free to play Epic game, Fortnite, kicking off this weekend in both games. The Llama Rama crossover will let you unlock themed rewards in Rocket League and Fortnite by completing five Rocket League challenges. Musician DJ Slushy, a Rocket League fan favorite, will also be putting on an in-game Fortnite concert to close out the Fortnite Presents Spotlight series. 
DJ Slushy's performance begins on September 26th at 2 p.m. Pacific time, beginning the Llama Rama crossover. Uh, that's kind of cool. They, they, they put the they put the bus in Rocket League. That's kind of I like that. Yeah, yeah no, that's really cool, thing. right? Like I almost I almost just saved this for like new dates or something or something until I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I'm really digging this. Here's my question: Fortnite gets a lot of crossovers. There's an Aquaman character skin. There's currently the entire season right now is about Marvel, which is neat. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Fortnite. That whole thing is like actually pretty fucking cool. I killed Iron Man. All that's neat. Uh, no, I didn't kill Iron Man. I went to kill Iron Man. Somebody already killed him. But does Rocket League now get the benefits of the Fortnite like crossover world? And Epic starts making deals for those. That, like, can I drive a Wolverine car? Oh man, you're opening up a Pandora's box, and I like it. I feel like Rocket League already has had like quite a few crossover stuff, not on the level of Fortnite, but with the hats and like the flags and stuff. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure there's kind of funny content in Rocket League. So they, they've done it on Hell that yeah, level. I feel like them going free to play and now being owned by Epic opens and being on the Epic Game Store now, right? Allows that game to be opened up in the same way Fortnite has to where, yeah, like what does a Marvel season of Rocket League look like? Do you then get a Rocket League uh, like Marvel Stadium? Do you then race against Thanos to get the ball and the goal? Like what does yes. I, I I can see it. Like I, I think there's some really cool things you could you could you could do with it. Some and people I, in the chat are already pointing out like yeah, like the Batmobile is in Rocket League. There's the, the wasn't there the, like the a DeLorean is in the the DeLorean. In, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, and but like you have Mario stuff on the Switch. Seasons. I want a, a an arena that is just like the X Men Institute. I want like oh. like all the cars themed after various events. Like I know, I know this is probably going to happen, but I want it now. Yeah, no, I definitely want the trailer for Marvel's Eternals. Is that the name of the movie with all the people in it? Sure, you know the one. I'm, like, <laughs> the, upcoming, the the, the, the like weird the se- wacky space one that they're doing. <laughs> yeah, the wacky space one that's not Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. It's not. Wait, is it Eternals? Yeah. They're okay. doing a Turtles movie, yes. I get always want to call it, it Immortals because they're Immortals Phoenix Rising. Mm, mm. Marvel's Immortals Phoenix Rising rolls right but off. But hear the me top. out. You premiere you premiere the trailer and the intro of the movie in, in, Rocket, in League. Rocket League. And then like, like how they did with Star Wars. When you actually watch the movie in theater, yeah. uh, they don't play that same scene. They explain it to you in the very beginning of yeah, like, and like, oh, in like there a, was like a thing school. in Rocket yeah. League. Oh, Sandals happened. came back, but y'all missed it. You should have played Rocket League. <laughs> Honestly, that would actually be a good way to use Rocket like Because there's no social space for that game. So, one, you could do drive-in movies. That would actually be pretty funny. But oh, shoot. Two, they could do it like, okay, we need a million goals scored in Rocket League before this trailer releases. Like that would be a whole trailer for ransom. Yes. Honestly, I'm with it. This all sounds genius. And I do expect, honestly, I expect all of it. I mean, not maybe not the 1 million goals before a trailer releases, because I feel like that could maybe piss people off. But I do expect, yeah, that that level of uh, crossover to start to infiltrate Fortnite. What, a million goals? Rocket League. A million goals across everybody playing? Yeah. Oh, that'll be done in like in an hour or two. Less. A fuck ton of people still play that game. True, I guess. I don't know. It just feels kind of like, oh, no, I guess that's not I go, too bad. I go back to it like at, at least once a month, and there are still like so many people regularly playing. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know that. Like, it's just a million goals just sounds like a lot in my head, but I guess if there's a million people playing already, then that's happening in every like 30 seconds. Yeah. Avengers has this on the main screen of like, hey, the community's goal this week is to like kill a million droids or whatever. 
So games do this all the time. Now just tie it to something. And I think it would work out pretty well. I can't wait to see what this turns into. Uh, story number four, Thomas Was Alone Creator has announced a solitaire game with a story campaign. Uh, this is from Joe Scrabbles at IGN. And Barrett, I have another trailer for you to play from, for this one too. Bithel Games of Thomas Was Alone and John Wick Hex has announced its third Bithel short, The Solitaire Conspiracy, which arrives on Steam on October 6th. Announced on Twitter, The Solitaire Conspiracy will be a stylish take on the classic solo card game, complete with extra powers and effects, with time attack and skirmish modes, and a full story campaign. If you want it even more unique, that story campaign features full FMV cutscenes featuring IGN alum, Greg Miller, never heard of him, in the role of a spy agency analyst called Jim Ratio. Let me say that again. Greg Miller is playing a role called Jim Ratio. I don't like They're it. Him as That's I hilarious. I, I, I feel like I'm going to be scared of him in this game. That's hilarious. What if I'm he's calling the Greg Jim Ratio for now on. <laughs> Uh-oh. There, there he is. is. There's that man. There he is. Looking exactly like Greg Miller. <laughs> I legit uh, thought that was like a kind of funny, like, oh, they're using clips from kind of funny for that. But no, it just no, Greg that's not that's not Greg, Greg Miller. That's Jim Ratio. That's Jim Ratio. Looking exactly like yeah, Greg who's, Miller. Who's Greg Miller? I only know Jim Ratio. Uh, the game description reads like this, quote, guided by protégé's only remaining analyst, Jim Ratio, who's Greg Miller. Uh, you must master the unique powers of each crew in a game of tactical solitaire like none you've ever played before. Guide your crews home in a tale of intrigue where nobody can be trusted. Keep your cool in a world of AI spies and cyber-enhanced operators. Not gonna lie, I'm all about this. Yeah, like I, I've not played a, a Bithel game before. Uh, I wanted to try out John Wick Hex, but time just got away from me. This looks great. Like this looks really unique in a way that I know I know Bithel's thing is like experimental games uh, is a shout out to that. But like playing a, a version of Solitaire that just looks ridiculous with a with FMV cutscenes in a in a story, I'm all about. I really love Thomas was alone, and I've I've loved like other Bithel games as well. But like Thomas was alone was a very good narrative game with like positive puzzle puzzle elements. That I think you would probably enjoy. I will probably play this, but I think it will not never not weird me out to see greg in the game it will be strange the entire time and that's that is so good i'm just gonna be weird i'm just gonna be thrown off every time they call him jim ratio it's like jim what do you have to say and he's like what's up everybody my name is jim ratio and it's like okay that's that's great jim ratio sounds like the name of a guy that like makes a very unpopular tweets like yeah my name's jim ratio (laughs) don't retweet this or like this just reply yeah Shout out to that. Jim Ratio. Hilarious. Uh, our last new story, story number five, Manicore, a Roblox for older gamers, uh, raises a $15 million, raises $15 million in new funding led by Epic. Uh, that's the point. I should point out, Manicore, uh, they're responsible for core games. Core games has done partnerships with Kind of Funny. Uh, and so if you recall core games, it's because you've probably seen Andy and Greg play it on stream. We did, we did the whole competition for people to submit, submit their games. Uh, this is an article from Adam Brown at Forbes, who writes, Manicore, a new gaming startup with software that enables users to quickly build high-resolution multiplayer desktop games, has raised $15 million in new funding, adding to an already sizable bankroll. The $15 million round was led by Epic Games, the first outside investment that the Fortnite maker has made, a significant seal of approval for Manicore's technology, which is called Core. 
San Mateo, California-based Manicor had already taken in $45 million since launching in February 2017. Quote, it's a new type of platform, says co-founder and CEO Frederick Descamps, where you have players congregating to create worlds together to create a new form of entertainment, end quote. Manicor follows on the success of a broad trend toward user-created games that has already led to a billion dollars led to billion-dollar valuations for Minecraft and Roblox. Both those companies target younger audiences than Manicore. By contrast, Manicore is positioning itself as a place to build games for teens and adults, with all the blood, guns, and adventure storylines that typically typically go into those titles. Uh, this is really cool. Like, I've not... I, I didn't necessarily get to check out uh, the gameplay streams we did for core games uh, in Manicore um, or Manicore and their and their game core, but I I'm really into the idea. I'm really into the, to a an older version of Roblox, like the idea that we're gonna take that and then expand it out to appeal to uh, 18 and older audience. Sounds cool. Them getting money from uh, Epic or funding led by Epic, that's awesome. I don't know, Imran, do you have any thoughts on this? No, I mean, like just the phrase. Roblox for older gamers is hilarious to me, but yeah, it's cool that like a smaller developer is getting an insurgent of money that they need. Like not, not need, but like yeah. that will be helpful for them to make more things. Exactly. Uh, so be on the lookout for this. We'll see if this turns into a, a, a huge Roblox-like success. Ro- Roblox is a very fascinating thing because mm-hmm. I didn't know Roblox existed until it was already like the biggest thing and yeah. even even still it's i don't think about rope like roblox doesn't enter my mind space until it's put in front of me and i'm like oh yeah that exists like i have a friend carl who used to stream roblox and he used to get like he was like the um, number one roblox streamer <laughs> yeah and he would get so many viewers and i'd be like carl how like where how did how this happen where did this come from and he's just like I, kids love roblox yeah <laughs> and it's like all right it's very quietly one of those things that like we as like entrenched people who feel that we understand all aspects of video games don't actually think about and it's quietly making billions of dollars just off the fact that kids love that game like i went to some event one day and like i remember hearing afterwards like oh yeah roblox paid for all of this i was like what like what the hell is roblox but it was like they've been making so much money and just nobody talks about them nobody nobody in our circle i did say like it is legit like if Fortnite was just a thing that existed elsewhere. And every time Fortnite was brought up, we're like, oh, yeah, what's Fortnite again? But like, it's yeah. the biggest thing on Earth. Like, that's what Roblox basically is, which is wild. Imran, I'm really excited to see what the future of core games is. But that future is probably so far away. If I wanted to was coming to Mom and Grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games they show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got Tennis World Tour 2 for PS4 and Xbox One, Pendragon, or Pendragon, I don't know which, for PC, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for PS4. Have you uh, started that blessing, by the way? No, I'm not. It's sitting on my PS4, and I've been meaning to I, play I've, it. I've been waiting for launch day because I think that's when they said uh, dubs would come in uh, with that day one patch. So I've been waiting specifically for today to to play this, but I'm very excited for it. I was I was going to start it last week, but we started. Play, I started playing Hades instead, and ha- just have not stopped. Yeah, and that's the exact same thing for me too. Like I I was waiting to beat Persona Five Royal, beat Persona Five Royal, started playing Hades, and when, and I was like, 
Oh, I'm just playing this now. <laughs> Hades is awesome. Uh, I, I'll report to you guys after this weekend. I'll report to both of you directly if you haven't played it this weekend, because uh, I definitely want to yeah. check out. I, I was trying to, too. I hear it's actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also out today, we got Pandora Chains of Chaos for PC, Sly Slime for PC, Animnesis for PC and Mac, The Girl of Glass, A Summer Bird's Tale for PC, Gravity Mummy for PC. <laughs> what do you think Gravity Mummy is? I want, I'm going to say Egyptian-themed puzzle game. Barrett, I'm going to need you to find a, a trailer for Gravity Mummy. Oh, uh, right. Ex- Exploracis, or no, Explorus Vermis Story for PC, Way in the Stars for PC, uh, and then the free PlayStation VR update for Minecraft is out today. Uh, and then also there's a Red Dead online update. Two highly dangerous types of bears stalk the lands this week. The legendary Always a Bear patrols the banks of the Dakota River while the legendary Ridgeback Spirit Bear has been scaring riders out by the, by Little Creek River. Also, there are a variety of new discounts that await players this week in Red Dead Online. I love these Red Dead on- Online updates because every time we get one, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on in that game. Yeah, I have no idea what they're doing in there. Bears? The, the most interesting Red Dead has been to me is when it broke completely and like a bald guy was haunting everyone. <laughs> like, like Maybe, that 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 game. Maybe that game is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then new dates for you Drake Hollow will be released for PC on October 1st uh, Bear I do want to check out that trailer for Gravity Mummy so but- I, I looked up Gravity Mummy, mummy mm-hmm. and I just got clips of the mummy Tom Cruise <laughs> oh. pulls off an epic stunt in zero gravity uh, Tom Fair. Cruise but, but I did go to the Steam and I found yeah. it here oh sick alright let, let us see it oh it's a 2D platformer you that play as a mummy I- okay oh Oh, so yeah, this doesn't look I'm, great. I'm gonna say uh, I, I was right. Egyptian themed puzzle game. Okay, yeah, no, that that that's on point. Yeah, it's a puzzle platformer. Very very simple looking. Yeah, but hey, you gotta start somewhere. So but shout out to I'm them. Just, I'm just thinking about that mummy trailer. You know the one I'm talking about, right? Like. Where they forgot to include the sound effects. <laughs> the, no. the one where like you hear Tom Cruise yell and it's the weirdest yell you've ever heard on the planet. <laughs> Is it like the Kingdom Hearts trailers that kept appearing? At, it it like, wasn't the recent that E3s? egregious, but it was weird for a movie trailer. It was also very unintentional, which just made it all that fun, much funnier. Lord. Now it's time for Reader Mail. You can write it to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Logitech. Logitech has been my go-to for a long time when it comes to gaming headsets, and their Pro X wireless gaming headset, Lightspeed gaming headset, is a game changer. Based on the award-winning Pro gaming headset design, Pro X wireless headsets features high-quality materials, advanced communications, precision audio, and total wireless freedom. It's a high-performance Pro X gaming headset with Lightspeed wireless technology and up to 20-plus hours of battery life. It also features a detachable pro-grade microphone featuring real-time blue voice technology, including passive noise isolation, compressor limiter, and more for clean, professional voice comms. It doesn't stop there, as there's also the advanced Pro-G 50mm drivers, which deliver clear and precise sound imaging with improved bass response. Hear footsteps and environmental cues with clarity to give you the competitive advantage. You can also experience this headset's supreme comfort and durability for a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners 10% off select products at LogitechG.com. Use code KFGAMES for 10% off today. That's 10% off select Logitech G products with promo code KFGAMES. 
games. We're also brought to you by Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Kind of Funny Games Daily in Sweden. They don't shop, they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from a one app, it's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. Pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. Get the best deals with customized price drop alerts on items you save to your wish list. It's always good to shop smarter and save money. Uh, you can create and share wish lists of items with friends and family from anywhere online. It's a fun Easy way to show what kind of products you like. Tim Gettys loves how easy it is to find what you're looking for and to get set up. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing anything, for browsing and buying anything online, all in one app, and allows you to pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's K-L-A-R-N-A, Swedish for shopping. Lastly, we're brought to you by HelloFresh. Get Fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Kind of funny, loves HelloFresh. Tim says Gia made him pork ragu recently. And damn, son. That was his exact words. Damn, son. HelloFresh offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh offers so many delicious options every week to help you break out of your recipe rut and try new things. There's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and kid-friendly recipes. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients so you're not overbuying, which is a burden on the planet and your wallet. The packaging HelloFresh uses to ship your food is almost entirely made from recyclable and or already recycled content. Keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever uh, and has taken extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe, including contactless delivery, tamper-proof packaging, and team member wellness checks. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Games80 and use code Games80 to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Remember, that's HelloFresh.com slash Games80 and use code Games80 to get a total of $80 off your first month. Emron, mm-hmm. I got a question here from Langium who yeah. writes in and says... With today's Xbox Series X slash Series S pre-order, I am feeling nostalgic about past console generations and how far we've come. What are your earliest and or fondest console memories? And what do you look forward to about most with this coming or what do you look forward to most about this coming generation? Langium. Let's see. I remember my parents come or like I'm waking up and like they had the NES at home and it had Two of the, honestly, fucking terrible games, Metal Gear and Ninja Turtles, and I was still incredibly excited. Uh, I remember my grandma buying me the Super Nintendo when we were at a Lowe's, and Mario Kart, I think, was the game we bought with it. Uh, I remember coming home with... I remember, uh, like, I, the... Entity 4 was supposed to launch September 6th, 96, I think. And <clears throat> I was caling electronic to every day because in those days, gate consoles just 
sometimes came early, games came early, whatever. I called him every day. I remember coming home one Friday and I was like, oh, I'm going to call Travis Matik. And my mom was like, no, don't. I was like, why? She's like, no reason, which is automatically suspicious to me. And so I called them anyway after my mom left. And they're like, yeah, we got her in. So I think she was just trying to like stop me from like ruining the surprise a little bit. But I, like going there, picking it up in Mario 64 was great. Uh, standing in line for the GameCube, standing in line for the Wii, standing in. Did I stand in line ever after that? No, that was the last. The Wii was the last time I stood in line for a console. Oh wow! Uh, but yeah, I'll like. I remember uh, when I bought a PS4. I bought it on Amazon, and they delivered it to the wrong address. And I was like, I didn't know this is a thing that happened. Much less right now for this thing. Yeah, like, for the I, for the most important thing, you're delivering yeah. to the wrong address. That happened like, to me with my with my old. No, I, my my Switch didn't get delivered to the wrong address. My Switch came a day late. Which had me freaking out because Damn. I I I was very confused. I was very worried. I just wanted to play Breath of the Wild, and I was just sitting there on. I think it was Friday. I was expecting it. I was sitting there just waiting for it by my door, and it just never yeah, came. A- Amazon deliveries for for video game stuff I always found was like really a yeah. nuisance. I know for the for the Switch it was a big thing. Yeah, for the um, Switch I know a lot of people were like, "Hey, my Switch is not here." What the yeah, fuck? I, I didn't pre-order my own Switch because it was impossible to find pre-orders. But uh, my coworker at the time at IGN, Alexio, was able to like get a couple pre-orders in and so like i got one off of him and yeah i I had to wait that first weekend like i did not get to play um breath of the wild that first weekend so i started playing it like the monday or tuesday afterwards um man and that was like my first kind of console launch i ever really paid attention to when it came to pre-orders um this uh, this current uh console launch is the first time i'm pre-ordering on my own like i didn't get a ps4 until february 2014 uh, I didn't get a 360, mm. I think, till like two years after the 360 came out. Um, PS2, kind of the same situation. N64, I think I got in like 99 or 2000. Uh, I, I got somewhat of a non-conventional answer to mm. this question. Because, uh, of course, I'm a youngin. I was born in 1994. You know, I was, I'm, I'm, 20, I'm 26 years old, I believe. If, I, if the math works out. so old. <laughs> I'm so old, uh, so young to some people, though, uh, like Greg Miller and Nick Scarpino. Uh, but, you know, that means my first console was an N64. And, like, I, I had, I've had a, or I had a, uh, an N64 for as long as I can remember. Like, my, early, my earliest memories were, was me playing um, Mario 64 and Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. Huh. Like, that's the, that's, those are the earliest memories lodged into my brain. Um, and so I already had a console by the time I came into consciousness. So you never, um, you never had a Super Nintendo or anything? Well, that's where I'm getting to is uh. later on. So I have three older sisters and before my time, they apparently had an NES and used to love uh, playing Super Mario 3. And I don't know what happened to the old NES we had, but when I was about, I'll say like six, seven years old, uh, out of nowhere, my sisters pulled together money and they were like, all right, we want to buy an NES again. Uh, because we want to play Super Mario Brothers three. Because my family, like that's how my, my me and my siblings kind of uh, bonded. You know, it was always it was always two Mario games. Like we played a lot on on N sixty four. Like I played Mario sixty four with them and Mario Kart and Mario Party uh, and Doctor Mario. Like we were all about the Mario's. Um, but yeah, like when by the time I was six or seven, they brought home an NES and I got super into Mario three. Like uh, Mario three is now one of my favorite games and has some of my best memories of playing games because that was a family experience for me. And like that was that was legit in two thousand one. 
2002. Wow. And so, yeah. That's, cool. no, that's definitely like a, a good console memory. For Earliest me. memory, I, I think, is like playing Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo with my aunt because my aunt was really into or is Damn. really into video games. Uh, and I, I think also Ken Griffey Jr. on the Super Nintendo. Uh, Wasn't Mortal Kombat like one of the most violent games at that time? Yeah, but like the the Nintendo version was like censored. I think I do remember the yeah. level where there was, was like the fair. there was like the, the like the green it was acid like green. you could uh, fall into, uh, like you could mm-hmm. push your enemies into, and then it would come up as a skeleton. Uh, I do remember that. I remember that's Ken like, Griffey Jr. I feel I remember... like that's like me as a kid. I feel like that's like. <laughs> My uncle being like, all right, five-year-old bless. We're going to play mm. some Manhunt 2, you know? Like, I feel like that's the equivalent. Uh, I, I remember playing the Animaniacs game on Super Nintendo. I think that's pro- another early uh, memory of mine. And uh, there's an X-Men game on Super Nintendo I, I remember having I do as well. remember also I had a best friend as a kid who had uh, an SNES like after, like after the, I mean, obviously after the N64 came out, like I was the kid that had an N64. He was the kid who had an SNES still. And so I go over to his house all the time and experience all these games that I just wasn't exposed to. Like he had Mario All-Stars and Mario World and Street Fighter and um, this Aladdin game that I, I oh no, not Aladdin. Uh, he had Pinocchio, I think. Because the, the game was really difficult. Game? I think it was Pinocchio because I remember that there was like a dance. I, I feel like Imran game feels there. like he's getting more more and more stupid the more that we talk about all these weird. Yeah, do you recall the Pinocchio game for Super Nintendo? <laughs> I don't recall a Pinocchio game for Super Nintendo. I think I, there I was swear to God, one, but I think it was Pinocchio. Did Pinocchio end up getting like swallowed by like a, a whale or something? Well, yeah, that's every Pinocchio like media thing is. Yeah. Okay, whale. it was definitely Pinocchio then because I remember like the the inside of the whale level and then also it was like a dance. Pinocchio game and like Pinocchio is the one that that there he was like because it was like a memorization game with that song in there was that Pinocchio I have strings but now I'm free there are no strings on me yeah that has to be Pinocchio yeah no that's that's Ultron from Marvel oh yeah it was the Avengers it was the Age of Ultron game for Super Nintendo I was gonna say I just like part of me thinks you're remembering Kingdom Hearts one. No, but, this like, is definitely a Super Nintendo thing, like okay. a 16-bit game. Somebody, would, people know what I'm talking about. I should have chat open while I'm doing the show. Chat has, I know no, people, chat has no clue what you're talking really? about. Really? Hold up. Yeah. I'm Googling this The last now. thing I was that gonna, they knew about was the Animaniacs game, and then everything you said, like you started saying after that was just like, what is happening? Nintendo. They are saying no. Pinocchio was an SNES game, but I don't know. If like, Yeah, okay, I'm looking girl, at it okay. right now. I'm looking at it right now. Disney's Pinocchio for the Super Nintendo. We played a lot of this game, me and my friend Addison. It was great. A lot of the Disney games on like NES and Super Nintendo were just like fucking great. Like, oh, like Capcom's made NES games were incredible. Like DuckTales and Chip and uh, Rescue Rangers. Lion King. Back Lion in King the day. was terrible. Yeah, you no, I remember that. Buy that now. You could find out how terrible. Like, okay, terrible is harsh. That game was was too hard for what it was supposed to be. Fair. No, very fair. Like, a Lion King game should not be that difficult. I mean, I guess, though, like, you know, maybe if you're playing as Mufasa, maybe it should be that difficult because he doesn't make it out at the end of that movie. Spoilers. Uh, usually this is where we'd go into Squad Up, but there are no Squad Ups today, and so I'm going directly into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Um, Jim Ratio writes in with a Squad Up, or not with a Squad Up, with a you're wrong, and says, hashtag Greg sucks. Thank you, Jim Ratio. Uh, missed out today from Nanobiologist. Halo 3 ODST is out on the Master Chief Collection on PC. 
editorialization. Bainabologist comes through and says, yes, there was a Pinocchio game. Uh, came out on Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and Game Boy in 1995. I remember the in Pinocchio the- segment of the Shrek game on my Game Boy Advance. Pinocchio has never been a feature. Yes, it has. It was Game of Hearts 1. You go inside Monstra. Ah. But also, you hang out with Pinocchio in the Shrek game on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, K-Bobs, I don't know what you're talking about. It was ab- There was absolutely a Pinocchio world in Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm-hmm. Somebody no, fact-checked okay. me on this because I'm positive, but now I'm like, the more I say it, I, I feel like I'm gonna, it's going to be one of those things of like, I'm it- so sure that I must yeah. be wrong. You're thinking of like the uh, Little Mermaid. Or, yeah, Little no, Mermaid level. Little Mermaid. That was the... It, oh, people are saying it's optional and that's what? No, that's, it's still a world in Kingdom Hearts 1. Don't All get right, me some, on these. Somebody wrote in this Naughty Dog tweet was tweeted uh, legit as we're starting the show, and so we missed oh, it. Um, and I don't know exactly what it is. I'm reading through it to see if there's anything newsworthy. I'll just read through it. Naughty Dog tweeted this morning uh, with hashtag Last of Us Day, and so they're renaming Outbreak Day. Uh, <laughs> and they say for <laughs> that makes sense. No, yeah, it makes sense to rename Outbreak Day. That I, now that I think about it. Oh, that's what this whole thing is about. So yeah, they write for the last seven years. September 26th has been our opportunity to recognize and celebrate the incredible passion of the Last of Us community. However, as we thought about the events of the last year and the challenges we all continue to face with COVID-19, we didn't feel right continuing on uh, under the quote outbreak day banner while the name and date are rooted in the fiction of the game september 26 means so much more than lore it's about showing our appreciation for our fans that's why this saturday and moving forward september 26 will be known as the last of us day a name that only that not only acknowledges the world around us but also reflects the growth of the community as we welcome millions of new players with the release of the last of us part two we have a lot of exciting things planned and we can't wait to share them with you in just a few days Exciting stuff. Makes sense that they're changing the name. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then people in you're wrong are, not, are pointing out that you're you're right, that there was a Riku boss fight inside Monstro from yeah. Pinocchio. Also not optional, apparently. You had to fight, get inside Monstro. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I remember Kingdom Hearts is so weird because I have such weird memories of that game not even weird like everything in that game kind of meshes together for me to where you're talking about talking about monstro and i'm like that could have easily been anything like i could have easily been any <laughs> disney property and i would have been like yep well it's like, for model because like you go back there in dream drop distance which is just like a collection of like mostly a collection of older worlds so it makes like oh did this happen this time i remember playing as riku but that can't be right like that kind of thing Kingdom Hearts lover the in the Disney chat. Uh, I don't, I, I've never heard of this person. Nanobiologist says uh, there wasn't a Riku boss fight in Monstro. Riku was helping you fight a weird cage, weird cage heartless in Monstro's stomach. Yeah. Kingdom, Hearts, Kingdom Hearts is like a fever dream. All <laughs> yeah, the time. no, that's what I'm saying. The more we talk about the Kingdom Hearts, the less I know about it. I saw you know? that the rhythm game is gonna. They said something like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be like 20 hours long." I'm like, "No, I don't want to play a rhythm game for 20 hours." But we'll see how that goes. You're gonna be sweating by the end of that thing. Well, I guess it's it's button based, isn't it? It's not like you're gonna be doing like the dance dance revolutions, doing your sea walks and your. They're not gonna make me. Heel toes. Do it anyway. 
tomorrow's hosts for the show are Greg and Gary Witta. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every, week, every weekday at live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>